Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, I am so excited to dive into this week's topic. It is definitely highly requested. I get asked all the time, how do I organize and schedule out my week? And I am more than happy to dive into detail with you guys. Something that was really interesting to me as this has been such a highly requested topic is that the requests are coming from people all the way from the beginning of business entrepreneurship to people who are established educators who are just trying to find ways to create time in their schedule to create courses or launch new products or create new things. So no matter where you're at in your journey, I just want to encourage you that you are absolutely not alone if you're trying to figure out the very best way to manage and schedule your time. But before we do, in typical Laylee fashion, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know I like to always reiterate that I truly don't think that there's a right or wrong way to do this or pretty much anything in business. Um, But this is how I do things and I wanted to make sure that I was sharing that with you so that for those of you who maybe struggle with managing your time or scheduling out your time, this will hopefully give you some inspiration to get started and find what works for you. Um, The second thing I wanted to just go ahead and throw out there and I'll say this again throughout the episode probably, is that there is no set and forget system that you'll magically stumble upon that you will never have to look at again. I'm just telling you, I constantly have to go back and revisit what worked for me maybe like last year or three years ago that no longer serves me, that no longer serves my business or my schedule, and I kind of tweak from there. So I just wanted to encourage you that like, If you start setting a schedule and you think things are going well, but then you maybe hit a snag in the road and you maybe feel down on yourself, you are not alone. This is nothing that you can set and forget. It's something that needs to constantly be looked at and paid attention to. So let's go ahead and dive in. I'm going to start with some big picture stuff first, and then I will kind of go into detail on how exactly I schedule my week out, and hopefully that will help get you on the right track. Um, If you have ever met me in person in a conference setting. It's likely that you've heard me speak on this before. I actually got started speaking on scheduling and time management because I was so passionate about helping entrepreneurs avoid burnout. I have been through many seasons of burnout in my life, in my professional life, in my personal life. And so I really think that if we can get ahead of it, it's going to be like the best case scenario. And so that's why I'm really passionate about teaching on scheduling, about teaching on time management. In fact, there is a resource that would go really well with this episode in my shop. It's just at leliamati.com slash shop, and it's called Scheduling for Success. So if you are listening to this episode and you're like, I need a little bit more, go check that out. Hopefully it will be helpful to you as well. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about kind of the general outline of what I do when I'm looking at my time before I really dive into kind of 
the micromanagement of my schedule. So I like to work from the largest increment of time to the smallest. So for this episode's purposes, let's talk about where I would get started today if I was looking at setting a new schedule to kind of get things moving in a way that was organized. I would start by looking at the year at a glance. In fact, I have a really great resource for you guys. I'm not like a paid partner of this at all, but I use a really great yearly wall calendar where all of the days kind of run together. And so it shifts your mindset away from the monthly breakdown of days and you can really just see the full year at a glance, you know, right in front of your eyes up on your wall. I'll link it in the show notes for sure for you guys. But I first start looking at my full year, marking off anything that I know needs to get marked off, whether that's a small chunk of time or a big chunk of time, things that are in my personal life as well as my business life, because nobody wants to be planning or executing a huge launch in the middle of like, for family birthdays or in the middle of something that's really important to your family. And so I wanted to go ahead and put that out there that I do start at the yearly, you know, viewpoint. Um, Now I could get into detail with all of these. I'm not going to, I'm just kind of giving you the overarching concept of where I start before I get into the details of like organizing and scheduling out my week. So I look at my year at a glance and then I go ahead and I take a look at each quarter. Um, And of course, I really encourage you to revisit these quarters throughout the year. You really don't want to like set four quarters and then everything's going to change. You're going to have to relook at it anyway. So I use the Cash Moyer quarterly wall calendar. Um, or it's actually just a printable calendar. I print it to be the like wall sized and it's framed and up on my wall as well next to my yearly view. And that kind of helps me look at what's going on in the quarter, what month is going to be busier than another, what do I need to watch out for so that I'm not over scheduling myself. This is why I'm sharing kind of the bigger outline of how I get started in the planning process because I really want to make sure that I'm being aware of what's going on to where I don't overschedule, overcommit. And then of course that leads to overstress and potentially burning out. So I look at my year, I look at my quarter, And then of course you can look at the month and then this is where the magic happens for me because then it gets down to like a weekly increment and a daily increment. Um, The week for me is where the magic happens. Like this is the amount of time that I think is really, really important for a really successful scheduling and time management strategy to come into play. So I look at my week and essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to mark off time within my week for specific tasks on specific days. Now, I've been doing this since I ran my business as a side hustle. I was a full-time teacher, and so I really had to be intentional about my time. I did not realize at the time that basically what I was doing was I was batch working. And a lot of people teach on batching. I don't really call it that because I like to be a little bit more flexible, I think, than a lot of educators who enjoy teaching on batch work. But I do like to have days of the week have assigned tasks to them and assigned kind of themes to the day so that I'm not really like distracted throughout the week thinking, when am I going to get this big picture thing done? It kind of frees up my mind to know that let's say I know that I need to revisit my QuickBooks. I know I need to update, you know, my financials. I know I need to meet with, let's say I need to meet with my virtual CFO or my accountant or whoever you work with. I know that for me, 
That's all going to happen on a Thursday. So if it's Monday, I don't need to stress about that because I know that there's a time and a day that's marked off to deal with that thing. So hopefully this is making sense to you. So I look at the week and I'm, I have recurring themes for each day of the week that just repeat. So Mondays for me are when I look at my marketing. Tuesdays for me are when I look at my continued education because I'm always investing in courses or group coaching or one-on-one coaching. And so I try to keep all of that extra work to a Tuesday. Right now in my business, that actually is Tuesdays and Fridays because I've taken on quite a bit recently of new education and I really want to work through it. I don't want to just buy a course and then not go through it. Wednesdays are for meetings, Thursdays are financials, and so on and so forth. Um, And so if you don't assign kind of these concrete or, I, I mean, I like to be flexible, but if you don't assign these themes to your days, like I said, it just takes up some brain space. So I like to assign those and then I commit a certain amount of time, depending on how long it takes you to work through those things to that task or to that theme so that the rest of the day is available for me to work through the tasks of the week. Because the thing is that as entrepreneurs, we're working in our businesses and on our businesses on a regular basis, or we should be. What ends up happening to a lot of us is we get so focused on working in our business. We've got a task list, a to-do list that is running our lives. And then we don't actually take the time to work on the big picture business stuff. And so by assigning these times, by blocking these chunks of time throughout your week, you're really freeing up the ability to do both and to hopefully do them well. In the same way, I also make sure to block off any time that is maybe recurring in the weeks or in the day-to-day that are personal to me, that are important to me. So I used to not really do this, but I do now because I feel like as entrepreneurs, as people who run our own businesses, one of the biggest perks is that we get to make our own schedule. So I used to wait until the nighttime to work out, or I would try to get up before work and work out. Now I work out in the middle of the day. It's just what works for me. And so that is blocked off and scheduled and I don't book any calls or any meetings during that time. In the same way, I know that I need my morning routine, so I block out my mornings and afternoons. So let's talk a little bit about how I quote unquote block those things out. Let's talk about the tools that I use and how that ties together. So I use two tools in conjunction. Now, of course, as I said before, and I'll say it again, things work differently for different people. I love pen and paper. But I know, especially because I have a couple other people who have access to my online calendar, I have to keep everything updated. Some people think that's overwhelming to have both a paper planner or calendar as well as like an online calendar. I don't find it overwhelming. I think it's nice to have it all streamlined and I'm able to kind of have the best of both worlds. So what I do is I start with my paper planner. Um, I love, again, the weekly view. My planner also has kind of like a side page that has a to-do list for the week, which I love. And so I just like pour all the things that I know need to get done in that week on the to-do list and then I assign them to the days. And then I go into my Google Calendar 
And this is where I think a big difference happens for different people. I see a lot of people using Google Calendar, color coding it, and really getting in there and being detailed, you know, hour to hour inside their Google Calendar or their Apple Calendar, whatever they use. Um, I don't even know if that's what it's called, but you know what I mean? So you can totally do that and go that route. I don't. I get really detailed in my paper calendar and then on my Google Calendar, I will block out a chunk of time for each of the things that I've already assigned myself in my paper planner. And the reason that I do this is because I have a lot of different ways that people can book talking to me. I have team members that might need to get on a call with me. I have coaching clients that have access to a calendar where they can book um, ongoing calls with me. I have a mastermind with a handful of amazing women who have access to me and have access to a calendar of where they can book times to talk to me. So all that being said, I need to make sure that I'm not double booking myself. And I also need to make sure that I'm carving out and creating time to actually get the things done that are on my list. So the way that I do that is I block my calendar so nobody can make a call or, you know, schedule an appointment or schedule a podcast interview during those times. And that way there's nothing else on my calendar, you know, from whatever time I've booked out. And I think that's so important. And I also think that that's really easily overlooked. I know that for me in the past, I would come and sit down at my desk and I'd be like, okay, I know I have got to write, you know, like this many social media captions, or I know that I need to write copy for this sales page. And I knew it wasn't really like time urgent or time sensitive, but I knew I needed to get it done at some point. But if I didn't have that time carved out on my calendar, my time would fill up with other things. So it's just so important that you take the time to really block off time for yourself working on your business in the same way that you would block it off for having a phone call or a Zoom call with somebody else. Um, So honor your time like you would honor someone else's, I think is probably the biggest takeaway from this little lesson. I also want to take a second to focus on that whole blocking out a section of my morning and actually a section of every afternoon, every single day on my Google calendar so that nothing else gets in the way of what I've got to do. And the thing that I've got to do is I've got to check in and check out of my business. Um, I did an episode a while back about morning routines and how I use those in my business, how important they are to me. And I actually have a check in morning routine and a check out uh, afternoon routine to really set a boundary between what it is that I'm doing in my business and what I'm doing in my personal life. This is really important to me for many reasons, but currently it's extra important to me because as somebody who works from home and I actually, I work from home and I work out of my living room, which I've converted into an office. It's actually like the formal living room. So I have taken a big chunk of my home and turned it into my office. And that could become just really mentally distracting to me if I let it. And so I have to be very intentional about how I'm scheduling and organizing my time to make sure that those boundaries don't start to kind of get a little bit messy. Um, I want to make sure that I know okay, I've checked out, I've turned everything off, I've closed everything up, and now I'm at home that is separate than the quote-unquote office, which I'm literally looking into the rest of my home right now. I have a very open, we have an open kind of floor plan and I can see everything in my house, but 
having that time set aside really helps me create and put up walls in a really healthy way. So I did want to touch on that really quickly. If you also work from home or even if you don't, you probably want to take a look at how can I block out time and not have to like, let's say book a call for, you know, 830 in the morning and you're scrambling and you're trying to get on the call and get everything set up for the day. And then you get off the call and everything is a mess. So Instead of going the route of chaos, let's go the route of like organized, intentional time management and really like set aside some time to ease into your workday and to ease out of it. Okay, so hopefully that gives you a good overview of kind of my week at a glance and how I use themes and themed days to kind of help alleviate any kind of, I guess, overthinking of the day and what I need to do within that day to move my business forward. I also wanted to take some time to talk a little bit about what happens when you actually sit down to get some work done and you're possibly just staring at your computer and you're not 100% sure of where to start. And this happens a lot in the beginning of setting a new schedule, but honestly, it still happens to me on a daily basis um, or at least a weekly basis. If I'm being honest, I lose focus really easily. And so I've had to create a couple of like focus hacks for myself to be able to kind of like move forward forward. Even though I've scheduled things really cleanly and really well, I have a schedule that I think works for me. I, like I said, I continually make tweaks and adjustments to that schedule. However, if I'm finding this repeated issue of focus being my problem, I have a couple of go-tos that I use, and I'd love to share a couple of those with you right now. The first is creating rituals around my work. This sounds like kind of intimidating, but it's really not. It can be something as simple as Uh, lighting a candle, taking a few deep breaths, setting a timer, and then going at whatever task you're trying to tackle at that moment. Another example of a ritual could be something as simple as going and making yourself a cup of tea, taking a minute to clear your mind, doing a five-minute stretch, and then coming in and tackling your task and trying to get focused. So whatever the ritual is, it should probably be something really short and easy um, and something that doesn't take a huge amount of like brain space or, um, or time. Over time, what I've found when I do this kind of like focus ritual hack is that when I do the ritual, my body, my brain everything kind of just wakes up and knows like, okay, now it's time to work. Now it's time to focus. And more often than not, I can get more done than I thought I could. So that's a really fun thing to kind of think about adding into your schedule or to your focus time. Uh, The second thing that I love using is a timer cube. Uh, In times where I feel overwhelmed or I feel like I've got too much going on, I pick one thing. I have this little timer cube on my desk. I turn it to the amount of minutes that I want to work. So whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I'll turn it to there. And then when it beeps, that time frame is over and whatever I've gotten done, I've gotten done. Now, if I'm in the groove, I keep going. And if I'm like ready to quit, I take a break. And so that's been really helpful for me as well. And again, I will link all of these resources to all the tools and, and things that I use in the show notes at laylimati.com. And you can just navigate to the podcast or you can just go directly to so here's the thing podcast.com. So hopefully that all will help you as well. I know that it can be kind of hard to envision a weekly calendar just kind of listening to a podcast. I'm a very visual person, so I prefer seeing these things up close. Um, So I would love if you found this episode helpful, a tip that I have for you is to kind of pull up your weekly calendar and like listen to the parts of the episode that helped you. Maybe take some time to actually map out like 
what day of the week works best for what task for me or what things in my business need to be done repeatedly that I can assign a day to. Hopefully that way you can use that visual to get yourself moving in the right direction. But I truly am hoping that this was a helpful episode to you. I'm trying to keep it short. You guys know I like bite-sized stuff over here, but if you have any questions or you're working through setting or scheduling or organizing your week, I am here for you. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, we do have resources over at leliamati.com. I've created a couple of great things over there for you guys as well. So I am cheering you on. Just know, again, I'm going to reiterate, no matter how many times you've worked on scheduling or setting a schedule for yourself, and maybe you've listened to somebody else's advice and you've tried to implement it into your own business and it just doesn't work, that's because everybody works differently. And so give yourself a little bit of space, a little bit of time to really mess with this in like a fun way. Take time to explore what works for you, what doesn't, and lean into whatever is working and don't be afraid to make changes and don't ever be afraid to stray from the norm or from what you see other successful businesses doing. Everybody has their own strengths and we really need to lean into those. So I am cheering you guys on and I hope that you have a productive and incredible week. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.